uh, having confidence in Christ, which was the first week that we studied. And uh, then um, uh, last week we dealt with uh, confidence in our salvation and how that we can know that we know that we know that we're saved. We have uh, eternal security, and we showed that from Scriptures, and we're thankful for that. And one of the great uh, problems I feel like we see today in a lot of Christians' lives is the lack of biblical confidence. Uh, we, we almost seem like we have a head knowledge of believing things, and we actually profess to believe certain things, but then when certain circumstances come into our lives, uh, we end up having uh, questions or doubts and things that come along. And so we've been spending a little bit of time on this idea of confidence in Christ, and then uh, last week, confidence in our salvation. Today, we're going to be dealing with, and maybe for the next two or three weeks, because this is a rather large subject to deal with, but we're going to be dealing with confidence in prayer. Confidence in prayer. And uh, there's no doubt the Bible says that we are to pray without ceasing. Paul challenged the folks at Thessalonica to pray for us. And over and over in Scripture, even the disciples, out of all the things they could have asked for the Lord to teach them how to do something, the one thing they asked asked Him to teach them was how to pray. And the importance of prayer in the Christian life, there's no doubt about it. And uh, the, the fact that we spend time in praying to God. And, uh, but there's so much, I believe, in this thing of prayer that we do not fully understand or maybe we uh, just don't know what the Bible has to say about it. There's precious prayer promises and things that we can claim in Scripture. And uh, this morning we're going to look at several topics uh, regarding prayer. Now prayer is a, a broad subject because it entails so many things. And uh, one of the things it'll entail is certainly uh, when we pray, uh, there's an element sometimes when we're praying of uh, giving praise to God. And certainly we worship God that way many times in just uh, telling Him all the things that we're grateful for and uh, praising Him for His goodness. Uh, Prayer also entails asking for our needs, the things that we have. And uh, the Bible commands us that if we have a need, we're to come to the Lord in prayer and it's interesting, that's, to me that's an unusual uh, thing and, uh, because God also says He knows what we have need of before we ask Him. And so over the years I've wondered why in the world does He require us to pray for something if He already knows what it is. And uh, of course it came to me years ago that uh, it was not for His benefit, it was for our benefit. And for us to have that walk with Him and that closeness with Him, even though I may many times know what my kids want or need, uh, a lot of times I like it when they come and ask me. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to have that fatherly relationship with them. And uh, I'm sure God is no different in that aspect. So it deals with asking for our needs. Sometimes it deals <coughs> excuse me, with seeking for His guidance and His wisdom and uh, just so many different elements and aspects to the idea of prayer. It deals with uh, sometimes even correction and uh, asking God to bring to light, illuminating some things in our life uh, that maybe we don't see the way we ought to see. And uh, so we're going to be dealing with the topic of prayer over the probably the next two or maybe even three weeks. And uh, we're going to start with the one of praise, the, the element of praise in prayer this morning, and uh, take a look at that in Scripture. Look with me, if you will, in John chapter number 12. And Jesus is teaching, and we're going to begin in verse number 23. Jesus is teaching um, very near to the moment of his crucifixion and and all the things that will be coming there. And the Bible says, the hour is come, and Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come, (coughs) excuse me, that the Son of Man should be glorified. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said unto uh, that it thundered. Others said, an angel spoke to them, spake to them. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus, and departed, and did hide himself from them. Father, we come to you this morning. I pray that you'll bless the message this morning. May it encourage our hearts. And Father, may your word instruct us in this uh, this element of what I believe to be a great Christian grace, the element of praising you through our prayer. Father, that in our prayer life we can have great confidence in knowing that we can come to you and that you hear us. And Father, we're thankful this morning that we have, through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, direct access to you through this thing that we call prayer. Lord, what a joy it is to our hearts that we no longer have to go through a priest but we can come face to face with you and stand boldly before the throne of grace. And Father, we can find help in time of need. I pray that you'll bless the, this morning and over the next few weeks. And Lord, may you use these weeks as we look into your word regarding the element of prayer to revolutionize and to help us in our prayer life to be more of what we ought to be and to pray the way that you would have us to pray. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We find here that as Christ is getting close to the time of his crucifixion, that uh, he is preaching to the folks, and he's trying to signify to them uh, what method of uh, manner of death he's going to have and that this is going to happen. But you'll find throughout this particular passage numerous times that it speaks to the fact that they are trying to honor and to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ or to honor and to glorify the Father and even Jesus himself said and made this statement in verse number 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. One of the great elements of prayer is this thing that we call praise. Just a few moments ago, Brother Keith was leading us in a song. What was the third song we sang? Glory to his name, wasn't it? Or was it glory to his name? Glory to his name. And I thought, boy, what a fitting song for the message this morning. The whole idea of the fact that we glory not in the righteousness that we have or in the, the works that we do. We don't glory in the church that we attend. We glory in the cross and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
what a wonderful thing it is this morning to know that we're saved and on our way to heaven. And we ought to be able to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in all of these things. Brother Keith started off uh, the, the service this morning with a patriotic song. And, and I, I look so often at the fact that we live in a wonderful country. I'm a very patriotic person. I hope uh, most of our folks in our church are very patriotic. And I love our flag. I do. I hate, I hate reading the news when somebody disrespects our flag. To me, it just bothers me to no end. I just want to take that flag, and I just want to put it up as high as I can put it, and I just want to wave that around and right in front of them if I could. I'd love to do it that way. I remember when 9-11 happened, and uh, the Salvation Army came in and tried to be a help to the firefighters and those that were doing the recovery work. And one of the things they did, the very first moment they were on the scene, they went to the, the captain, the man who's in charge of the, uh, the recovery and the firefighters there, and he said, what do you need? And the very first thing the man said is, I need an American flag. And so the Salvation Army didn't even falter. They said, how big do you want it? And they said, we want the biggest one you can find. And that night, overnight, I don't know where they got it, but they got a huge American flag. We all remember watching the news. As they took that American flag and they hoisted it up over the rubble, they were throwing this thing back at the terrorists and saying, you may have gotten our buildings and you may have gotten some of our citizens, but you will never get our country and you will never get our patriotism. We watched as even enemies politically stood on the Capitol steps in a spirit of unity and saying, God bless America. And we all sat there with chills going up and down our backs and very emotional moments and times as we said, our country is the greatest country and we love our country and we love this flag and nobody's going to mess with my country and nobody's going to mess with my flag. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if Christianity today could realize that we also have a standard that we raise. We have a standard that has fallen in the streets in our country, sad to say. And there ought to be a, there ought to be a, a spiritual patriotism, if we can say it that way. There ought to be something that stirs our hearts about this blessed truth. The very fact that we have a Savior who loves us and died on a cross to save us from our sins. And we ought to, just as we were as Americans several years ago, raising up a standard and a flag in the face of adversity and saying, you're not taking this flag, not on this day, not on my watch, you're not. It would be wonderful if God's people would once again raise up and say, not on this watch, the truth of the Word of God is going to march strong in this country. We love our God. We love our Savior. And for far too long, I believe Christians have become silent on the things of God. It's sad that in our independent, fundamental, Bible-believing uh, Baptist churches, we have become shy of praising God. And we've done it because there are so many other groups out there that are not doctrinally sound or that are liberal in their way of thinking or that preach some kind of prosperity gospel and do not preach the inerrant truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they focus so much on praising God, don't they? And for whatever reason, as Baptists, we feel like we can't praise God because we would be identified with them. But can I tell you this this morning? We serve a great God, don't we? And we serve a God that it deserves us being excited about Him. We ought to be thankful for Him. And by the way, we get an opportunity to come before Him any time we want to in prayer. And I don't say we come arrogantly, but we certainly can come as His children, can't we? We can come as a child to a father. And we can tell Him how much we love Him and how thankful we are for the things that He does for us. 
And we can lift Him up and we can glorify Him and bring praise to Him and bring honor to Him. And in fact, it's one of the elements of our praying that I believe becomes a lost element in the Christian life. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Psalms. And turn with me to the 145th Psalm, if you will. Psalm 145. And I love the Psalms. Somebody told me years ago in college that if you would read one Psalm a day, it will change your life. And I took him up on the challenge. And let me tell you something, folks. It will change your life. You'll begin to see God in a way that you've never seen Him before. This precious book that we hold in our hands, this thing that we love so much called the Word of God, is something that allows God to reveal Himself to us. Aren't you thrilled with that? Has anybody ever literally seen God with your own eyes? (laughs) Maybe after some pizza you might have thought you did and dreamed that night, but... None of us have ever seen God, have we? And yet we put our faith in Him. The faith for our very soul. Somebody that we've never seen before. How in the world could we ever trust God that we've never seen? How in the world could we ever love a God that we've never seen? Well, we do it as He reveals Himself to us in His Word. He makes Himself very clear and very abundant. And I love as these psalms are written, many of them uh, are written, well, all of them were written to be sung. They were all songs. They were all put to music and beautiful poetry. And many of them were written by David himself. Some of them were written by some of his chief musicians. But we get down to the last few psalms that we find in our Bibles. And I want us to look today at several of them. I'm going to read through several of them. And I want you to listen carefully and heartfelt to what the words say. Psalm 145, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another. And shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glories, honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of thy might, of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all. And His tender mercies are all over His works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men His mighty acts and the glorious majesty of His kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand, and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all of his ways, and holy in all of his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, and to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them and fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but all the wicked will He destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. As you read through these verses, 
you can almost hear the heart of the shepherd as he comes forward and pins these words. And the more he talks about God, the more excited he gets about him. And he goes on and on and on, and he keeps saying all of these wonderful things, praising God for his goodness, for who he is, for his mercy, for his kind-heartedness and tender-heartedness, for his long-suffering, for his majesty, for the way he is just with the nations. And he goes on and on and on and on. And oh, what it'd be like if you and I could ever get to the place where we could get such a view of God that all we could do would be to talk about His goodness and praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him, Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. Sing, O earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him. Hail Him. Oh, that we would honor the Lord Jesus Christ and lift Him up. Oh, that we would raise His standard high in front of a lost and dying world. We live in a world of darkness, but the truth of the matter is if we're saved this morning, we have the wonderful light of the Lord Jesus Christ shining in our hearts and through our lives. And God has given us the privilege in Matthew chapter number 5 to be a city that is set on a hill who cannot be hid. And whether you have light that is reflecting or whether you're taking your light and hiding it under a bushel, mark it down if you're saved this morning, you are a city whether you want to be or not, that all the world is looking at. Are you a city that shows forth the light of the Lord, glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you a city that has hidden the praise of His glory? I'm reminded of Moses who so longed to see the Lord on Sinai. As he was up there, he longed to see God. And God said, No man has seen me and lived. And yet Moses continued to plead with God said, Lord, I still want to see you. And God said, okay, Moses, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock in a cave. And I'm going to cover it with my hand. And he said, I'm going to pass by. And as I pass by, I'm going to let you view the hinder parts of my glory. We're talking about still not seeing God, just seeing the very fringe of His glory. And as God did that, Moses came down off of the mountaintop. And he was so enamored with the glory, the Shekinah glory of God, that his face shone so brightly that the people of Israel could not even look at his face because the glory of God rested upon it. Wouldn't it have been wonderful if we were in the presence of God in such a way that when people looked at our face, they could say, there's someone who's been with God. There's someone who loves God, who longs to be in His presence. Is our devotional time a drudgery? Is it something that we have to do? Is it something we try to get out of the way so we can go about our day? Or do we praise Him in our time? Do we long to be in His presence? You see, the truth of the matter is we can take 35 or 40 minutes in a message this morning and speak about praising God. And the truth is we won't have even started the subject. You could sit here all throughout today, this afternoon, we could bring food in and spend the afternoon here talking about the goodness of God and all about the things that He reveals to us in Scripture. And we could go on and on and on and we could be here through the night and we could be here all day tomorrow and all through tomorrow night and we could do it all through Tuesday and all through Tuesday night and all through next week. 
And we could go through all through next month, and we could go through all through next year, and the truth of the matter is we could sit here for the infinity of eternity and still talking about the goodness of God and who He is and still not exhaust all that can be said of Him. We ought to praise Him. And so many times, as much as He is, and as we go through our lives, as little as we talk about Him, as little as we praise Him, as little as when we come to prayer, we say, Lord, what a great God You are. Oh, how we love You. How we're thankful for the things that You've done for us. How we're thankful for who You are. The truth of the matter is we spend very little time, if the truth be told, praising God. And yet it's one of the greatest things that we could ever do. We ever get to the point in our lives where we get thinking of God in such a way that it begins to overwhelm us? To where we, if we were to pin something like the psalmist did, the further we got along in it, the more excited we got about Him. Can I tell you this morning that there is a God in heaven that is the God of all gods and the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, and He is the Savior of mankind. And the best thing I can say about Him to me that brings joy to my heart is that God that we talk about is my God. I thank Him for that. Oh, that we would praise God for His goodness. We miss it, don't we? We miss it. If God is who He says He is, and if we believe Him to be who He says He is, why do we not praise Him more? Why are we so timid in sharing with others? Boy, let me tell you about my God. What a great God I have. Look with me in Psalm 146. The psalmist writes, Praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul, while I live. I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. You have an idea what he might be talking about here. He's talking about praising the Lord, isn't he? Verse number 3. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth, before, goeth forth, he returneth to the earth, and in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help. Whose hope is the Lord, his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God. O Zion, unto all generations, praise ye the Lord. Oh, can you get it this morning? That the more we meditate and think on who God is, the more he whelms our heart. The more it seems to just cause our spirits to soar. Because not only is He all of this, but can I help you this morning? He's your God. And He's my God. I mean, we're talking about this person that's being spoken of here in Scripture. That I have the privilege every day, at any moment, to come to Him and say, Father, oh, what a great God we have. Look with me in 147. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is a pleasant and, and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth, <coughs> gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. 
He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. He understand, his understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. And those that hope in his mercy, praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion, for he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders and filleth thee with the finest of wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon the earth. His word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool. He scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sendeth out his word and melteth them. He causeth his wind to blow and the waters flow. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known him. Let them praise ye the Lord. Oh my. As we begin to see God for who he is, the psalmist says, I cannot help but praise him. We come to the Lord in prayer. There ought to be an element of praise. I fear that so often we put God in some kind of a box mentally. Our, our minds can only comprehend the physical, tangible world. And we tend to put God in a box of, of human nature. But can I tell you this? He's supernatural. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the God of all. He knoweth all of the stars and calleth them by name. And yet He knows how many hairs are on the top of your head. Can I help you this morning? He's your God. And He's my God. Why do we not praise Him more? Why when we go out into a lost and dying world, a world of darkness, do we not take this light and open every window and door of our heart and say we want it to shine everywhere it can shine? I want everybody to see what kind of a God I have. I want everybody to know the God that I serve and the Savior that has saved my soul. I want to be that city that is set on a hill whose light cannot be hid. I don't want to put it under a bushel. I want to praise God for who He is. I want people to know that this is not just some religion. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Savior. This is the God of all gods. And He loves you and He can be your Savior and your God this morning. Look with me in Psalm 148. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. Praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars of light. Praise Him, ye heavens of earth. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, heavens and heavens. And ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons, and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling His word, mountains and all hills, 
fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalted the horn of His people, the praise of all His saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near Him, a near unto Him. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and His praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them praise, sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and harp. Let the Lord take pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute the vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute them from the judgment written this honor, have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I am not one of these folks that thinks you ought to get smoke and lasers and lights and all the crazy entertainment things. But can I tell you this? I'm so tired in our services that we don't get more excited about who God is and that we don't begin to praise Him and thank Him for who He is. Because the Bible tells us in John chapter number 12, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. One point in the message this morning, and this is it. Are we lifting Him up from the earth? Are we lifting Him up? When it comes time to us pray, do we praise Him? When we walk through our life on a daily basis, do we praise Him? Wouldn't it be wonderful if every time we walked through the doors of that place, we couldn't wait to see people inside this room and say, let me tell you what God did this week. Oh, let me tell you how good God's been to me. Boy, I was reading something the other day and He gave something to my heart. Let me share it with you. Oh, what a great God. I want to help you with something this morning. He's your God. And He's my God. And the question is this, are we lifting Him up? Are we lifting Him up? It's what He's promised would draw all men unto Him. I hope we can get this thought this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. There are so many things that we can never exhaust. We should never be at loss for words of praising Him. We talk to somebody about our great God and our great King. There should never be a loss of words. For He is inexhaustible. 
And he's my God. And he's your God. Are you lifting him up today? We need to have confidence in our praying. We're going to spend several weeks looking at this topic of prayer. But I want to begin with what God teaches we ought to do. As he began to teach his disciples, he said, When you pray, pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What was he saying? Let's lift him up. Let's lift him up. Let's give God his rightful place. It ought to be an element of our prayer. It ought to be an element of our lives. Are we lifting him up today? Let's stand together with heads bowed. Father, we're thankful for your word. Father, what a joy it is to our hearts as we do dwell and think on you, as we meditate on you. Lord, a very simple message this morning. Not, not a lot of points, not a lot of things we need to learn. But Father, it's such a needful thing. Lord, I fear so often that we just don't see you the way we ought to see you. We're not praising you certainly the way we ought to because maybe we don't take the time to meditate and think on all the things that you are. We don't take time to read about you in your word and allow you to reveal yourself to our hearts and our minds. But Lord, you are our protector. You're our fortress. You're our savior. You're the one that supplies all of our needs according to your riches. You're a gracious God and a merciful God, a God that loves and is long-suffering, a God that is good, a God that brings peace to our hearts that passeth all understanding. Lord, you're a God that can bind up the wounded hearts. You're a God that can give direction to those that are floundering in life and are directionless. And Lord, we can spend all of this day into the infinity of eternity and never exhaust who you are. Lord, one prayer we have this morning is may you help us to constantly be reminded of this, that we ought to lift you up. That we ought to lift you up, Lord, to help us to do this. For those that are here this morning and are saved, I pray that it would be the joy of our hearts to bring praise to your name. That we not shy away from it. That we not get to the point where we are looking at other uh, religious groups saying, I don't want to identify with them, so I'm not going to act the way they do. Lord, there are times we just need to praise you. We need to thank you for who you are. Lord, help us to be excited about those things, to love you with all of our hearts, with all of our soul, and with all of our minds. Lord, if there's someone here this morning that does not know you as their Savior, they don't know if they died right now that they'd go to heaven, Lord, would you help them to realize that you sure love them? You don't want them to die and go to hell. You've done everything you could to provide a way for them so they did not have to go to hell. That you've given your great love and given a plan of escape for them. And Lord, you're not going to force them to do it, but you sure want them to do it. Or if there's someone like that here this morning, help them to know that if they would simply come and put their faith and trust in you, that you would be glad to save them. Become their God and become their Savior this morning. Bless the invitation time. And Lord, use it as you would see fit. We pray in Jesus' name.